The Jimmy Olsen Radio Network. Spinal adjustments provided by Dr. Chad Rolfson. The Spinal Tuning Chiropractic Center is a Des Moines area low flat fee per month unlimited chiropractic care practice. When life happens, just adjust. Schedule today at SpinalTuning.com. Barbecue provided by Kenny's Rib Wagon. Catering ribs for your pleasure and serving daily at Plaza Pub, 62nd and Douglas in Des Moines across from Merle Hay Mall. Find Kenny's Rib Wagon on Facebook. The thoughts and opinions of this program are strictly those of the host and the guests, not necessarily shared by anyone in the universe, let alone shared by the host and the guest. Dimension, a measurable extent of some kind, such as length, breadth, depth, or height, an aspect or feature of a situation, problem, or thing. Fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Knowledge, facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education, the theoretical or practical understanding of a subject, awareness of familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. Imagination, the faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts or external objects not present to the senses, the ability of the mind to be creative or resourceful, the part of the mind that imagines things. A dimension as vast as space and is as timeless as infinity between light and dark, somewhere in the middle of science and superstition, lying between fear and knowledge, the dimension of imagination. Welcome to the Daily Planet. I am your host, Jimmy Olson. We are going to, I know we're a few days behind on this, but I want to look at some uh, surprising facts about St. Patrick's Day. So these are the seven surprising facts that I found about St. Patrick's Day, and this was through history.com. So you can go and check these out for yourself. So we're going to start off about, first off, St. Patrick. Was he born in Ireland? Well, no, the real St. Patrick was actually born in Britain. In fact, much of what we know about St. Patrick's life uh, was more interwoven with folklore and legend, and historians generally believe that St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, who was born in Britain near the end of the 4th century at the age of 16, had been kidnapped by Irish raiders and sold as a slave to the Celtic priest in northern priest in Northern Ireland uh, after toiling for six years as a shepherd, he escaped back to Britain and then eventually returned to Ireland as a Christian missionary. So, you know, St. Patrick, born in Britain. But then snakes, you know, you had the whole snakes and St. Patrick. Well, uh, among the legends associated with St. Patrick is that he stood atop an Irish hillside and banished snakes from Ireland prompting all serpents to slither away into the sea. In fact, research suggests, this is according to history.com, snakes never occupied the Emerald Isle in the first place. There are no signs of snakes in the country's fossil records, and water has surrounded Ireland since the last glacier period. Before that, the region was covered in ice, and would have been too cold for reptiles. Hmm. So I guess he wasn't the Pied Piper of Hamlin. <laughs> but of course, I guess those were mice, weren't they? All right. Leprechaun. So we all know about, you know, you've, you, you've had your lucky charms, right? Well, the red-haired, green-cloth leprechauns, uh, commonly associated with St. Patrick's Day, the original Irish name for those 
figures of folklore is the Loberchen, meaning small-bodied fellow. Now, the belief is leprechauns likely stem from Celtic beliefs in fairies, tiny men and women who could use magic, their, their magic powers to serve good and evil. In Celtic folk tales, leprechauns were cranky souls responsible for mending the shoes of the other fairies. So they're saying leprechauns are based on Celtic fairies. Or horror movies, if you've seen the leprechaun movies. <laughs> shamrock. You know the shamrock? You know the shamrock shake? No, we're not talking the shamrock shake for McDonald's. But that was once considered uh, was considered a sacred plant. The shamrock, a three-leaf clover, which you've always heard those. You grab the three-leaf clover and you make your wish. Well, the three-leaf clover has been associated with Ireland for centuries. It was called a seamroy by the Celts and was considered a sacred plant that symbolizes the arrival of spring. And according to legend, St. Patrick used the plant as a visual guide when explaining the Holy Trinity. Well, I can see that, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. By the 17th century, the shamrock had become a symbol of emerging Irish nationalism. So where was the first St. Patrick's Day parade held? So while people in Ireland had celebrated St. Patrick since the 1600s, the tradition of the St. Patrick's Day Parade began in America and actually precedes the founding of the United States, if you can believe that. Now, records show that a St. Patrick's Day Parade was held on March 17th, 1601 in a Spanish colony in what is now St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, so it was in New York City. Hmm believe that okay so the parade and saint patrick's day celebrated a year earlier were organized by the spanish colonies irish victor ricardo arter uh, more than a century later homesick irish soldiers serving in the english military marched in boston in 1737 and then in New York City, March 17th, enthusiasm for the St. Patrick's Day parades. Uh, again, New York City, Boston, and other early American centuries cities uh, only grew from there. Of course, now we see them in, uh, well, we haven't really seen them in the past couple of years <laughs> due to the, the pandemic. But, you know, we know they will make their way back. So there's your answer about the whole St. Patrick's Day parade. Now, surprisingly... With our checkered past in America, the Irish were once scorned here in America, while Irish Americans are now proud to showcase their heritage. The Irish were not always celebrated by fellow Americans. Beginning in 1845, a devastating potato blight caused widespread hunger throughout Ireland, while approximately one million perished, another two million abandoned their land in the largest single population movement of the 19th century. Now, most of the exiles, nearly a quarter of the Irish nation, came here to the United States. Now, of course, once they arrived, the Irish refugees were looked down upon as disease-ridden, unskilled, and a drain on welfare budgets. But what's interesting is how they ended up being police officers and firefighters. I mean, if you go into most cities, that's kind of where you see a lot of the history when it comes to those pieces. All right, corned beef and cabbage. Did you have your corned beef and cabbage next year? This year? Did you realize that that is an American innovation? Yes, the meal that became a St. Patrick's Day staple was a American innovation. While ham and cabbage were eaten in Ireland, 
corned beef offered a cheaper substitute for impoverished immigrants. So really, you want to have ham and cabbage. Oh, okay. okay. Well, anyway, Irish Americans living in the uh, slums of lower Manhattan in the late 19th century and early 20th purchased leftover corned beef from ships returning from the tea trade in China. The Irish would then boil the beef three times, the last time with cabbage to remove some of the brine. So there you go. Corned beef and cabbage, not really an Irish thing. It's more of a Irish-American thing. But there you go. Those are seven things, seven little surprising facts about St. Patrick's Day. Again, found those at history.com. Thank you so much for listening to The Daily Planet. If you enjoyed this, you can, of course, share it on social media. You can follow me as well on social media, Facebook and Twitter at my buddy Jimmy and on YouTube at my buddy Jimmy 101. Wherever you listen to this podcast, uh, would you also give me a rating? Tell me what you think. That'll help boost things up for me a little bit too. But thank you so much for listening to The Daily Planet. I'm your host, Jimmy Olson. The Jimmy Olson Radio Network.